Welcome back. I'm so glad that you're here with me. Previously, we touched base on how tough this past year has been. This pandemic has been on us. So today, I hope to encourage you even further with some thoughts and ideas and to help you move forward and beyond. Today, I want to share some of my experiences with you and also, as promised, my war room creation. So I'm going to begin today by talking about how my past year has felt a lot like when I found myself stuck at the bottom of a well. In Orvieto, Italy, there's this place called St. Patrick's Well. It took 10 years for them to build it. They built it between 1527 and 1537. The central well shaft with two spiral ramps in a double helix, accessed by two doors, it allowed the mules to carry an empty and then fill water vessels separately in a downward and upward directions without any obstruction. So the cylindrical well is 174.4 feet deep with a base diameter of 43 feet. There are 248 steps and 70 windows which provide illumination in the center encasing the staircase. I made it down just fine, just fine, into this deep, dark, cold hole in the ground. But then, when it was time to climb out, those steps, they really seemed wet. And it was a long way up there. I climbed down into this well with my two guys, my husband and our son. But once I got down there, climbing back up, it really freaked me out. And much like this past year of what seemed like one thing happening after another, I was shocked how I made it down there and then suddenly froze when it came to going back up. At one point, I slipped but I didn't fall, and there was no handrails, and it was dark, wet, and cool. Being closed in and just seeing how far I had to climb back up, I think that I just got claustrophobic, and I do get fearful of heights. My son Calvin, he took my hand, and he said, Sometimes we need someone to take our hand and lead us out of these deep, dark holes in life. And he hit the nail on the head, and he took my hand. I have been down several of those deep, dark holes in my life, and I don't like them. They have never been easy for me to crawl out of, and oftentimes I have felt stuck down in them a really long time. You see, I love with all that I have, so I also hurt with all I have as well. Recovery for me, it happens, but it seems to take a bit longer. Sometimes I have felt like I have yelled for help for so long that either no one is ever hearing me or understanding what I'm going through. So I was sure to tell my guys that day that if it were not for them, I would have been stuck down there in fear. Fear would have overcame me until I found the courage, like I have before, to slowly crawl out of there, 
but with God's strength within me. Like he has all these times before, God would hear me, and he would have called my name. But I am so thankful that I had my two guys there also by my side that day. It shook me. It drained me because it brought back some flashbacks, some flashbacks of my feelings and memories that I don't ever want to experience again. If you know what I mean, know that I understand. So as we got about halfway up, Calvin's Oakley glasses They fell off the top of his cap and into the well. And it took about six seconds for them to hit the bottom. And that, that's when I got really sick. So much happened in my life this past year. So much, too fast, too much loss. And in a household of seven, I found my closet to be my go-to place. I moved my clothes around until I got things just the way I wanted them. And arranging my closet wasn't a simple task, because after making room in my house for my family to move in, I had a lot of condensing to do. I do have a prayer closet, and like anything else, I have to be in the midst of something to get a real feel for it. So having done so, I have found new ways to accommodate my prayer closet in a way that it truly makes it my space and my place that I want to be. One morning, my husband sent me a text. He was asking me if I had already listened to the Dutch Sheets Given 15 podcast. It was entitled, Remember to Bring Your Umbrella. He said it reminds me of you. So I listened to it as Dutch talked about a little girl who brought an umbrella to a prayer meeting in a place that had not seen rain. The umbrella was her instrument of faith as a testimony that it would rain if she believed and she prayed. I will always remember the Lord telling me that my faith without my actions is dead. What he means is, if I do not say and act as if those things I'm believing for and praying for is happening, then it's most likely not going to happen. God says he needs me to show him that I believe even before it happens. So I listen to this podcast and I text my husband back. And as I looked around my prayer closet and thinking back over my life and my testimony, which is in faith, I responded to my husband's text with this. Mine is not an umbrella, but mine is a prayer staff in my hand that I feel the mighty power of God as I recall the words that the Lord said to Moses. Moses, hold up your staff, and the Red Sea parted. I got my prayer staff from one of your many walking sticks that you find on your walks. This one you sanded, and you made it just perfect for what I needed. Another instrument of faith that I have is the tambourine, in which the sound I make with it, I had first heard that it hit Satan right on top of the head, so I had to have one. Mine is my shofar, when the sound of my battle cry is heard in the heavenlies. Mine is the covering of my prayer shawl. Mine is one of the little bottles of mustard seed I have, reminding me that just one of those small seeds 
can move a mountain, and the cross that I hold in my hand, and the bottle of anointing oil sitting next to me. Another is the gavel souvenirs from the Supreme Court given to me to pray over our nation. The Wonder Woman figurine that my daughter gave me, reminding me that I can do anything and that she too believes in me. The cross necklace that my sweet Gabriel gave me, it's all pinned and printed and written. All these declarations, decrees, prayers, and promises pinned on the walls of my prayer closet. Mine are the strands of hair of each one of my children that I have saved and prayed over and placed in our family Bible. There are so many reminders that I surround myself in to remind me of what my faith is believing for. I went on to say, but love, it all began as a little girl looking out my window each night, looking up at the stars and asking God to send me you. It was that framed marriage license on our bedroom wall and that Bible that I laid on your pillow each night after we had separated. It was after being so mad and hurt that I decided that I had to make room in our dresser and in our closet for your clothes to come back to. It was what looked like a bad situation in your job, which suddenly turned my mind into an opportunity to go to Texas and to look for a new life. And here we are, 32 years later. Faith is my testimony, but it's also at times my biggest struggle. But I am told that I'm on the right track, that it's supposed to be that way, so that I never forget who my God is and where my help comes from. So each day, when I scan over this prayer wall and thumb through my prayer journal just days ago, I wondered, if my prayers still mattered. I know we do not always know how or when many of them get answered, but today was a gift. Today I was blessed with a major answer to some of the prayers that I've been praying over some people. I had been praying for them, and I had lost touch with them, but I still wondered, and I still prayed. And even though I continued to not know any updates from them, I continued to pray, and today I received some beautiful news. It was such a rewarding and exciting feeling to me that encouraged me not to give up on waging the war in prayer. I encourage you to keep going to God, keep asking Him. And in His perfect timing, His perfect timing, not ours, He will answer. Remember, it is not always the circumstances that you see. God is working in areas that you cannot see, and He will complete His task in His time of it all. In my prayer room, I put a power surger so I can plug up my little lamp, my heater, or my fan. All my things, such as my phone, my laptop, so that I can listen to prayer-soaking music, it's there. I move my shoes off of some of the shelves to taller ones so that I can put my Bible, my books, my prayer journals, my notebooks, and a box of pens, markers, index cards, tape, push pins. I like to use various colors of markers to write my prayers with. It is a great recording studio with the carpet on the floor and even the clothes hanging on the wall. 
and a small space just makes the sound so perfect for podcasting and even YouTube videos. My sweet friends and family, they always question where I am when I send them a video because I buy these fun photo backgrounds to put on one of the walls and they can't even believe that I'm in my closet. But most importantly, it's my go-to place. It is my war room where I go to fight my battles. First and foremost, I come here to talk to God, to listen and to think. God cares about my heart. He cares about what I want as well. God began to turn this troubling time of my life into utter beauty, the way that only God can do. Joy is who God is, and I want that joy in my heart. I cried out in laminate prayers. Laminate is a tool that God's people use to navigate their pain and their suffering. Laminate is a vital prayer for the people of God because it enables them to petition God to help deliver them from distress, suffering, and pain. Laminate prayer is designed to persuade God to act on the sufferer's behalf. He does care about us. He cares about our pain and our suffering. He cares about what we want, too. So pray. So, mighty warrior, Suit up and put on your armor of God and be aware that for war room strategies, it's vital to know who your enemy is when you're going to war. It is important to have a prayer strategy, a plan, a prayer plan. We Americans, we people of God from all over the world need to become active warriors in the spiritual realm, just like Ephesians 6.12 describes how we war and what we war. It says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places, There are also those enemies of our mind, our thoughts, and our words that battle us. For these same strategies, it applies there as well. There are more of us godly believers than you think, and we must go the extra mile, and together our impact is stronger than any possible force coming against us. Matthew 6.6 says, When you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Isaiah 26.20 says, Come, my people, enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourselves for a little while until the fury has passed by. I love watching the movie War Room, and if you haven't seen it, or even if you have watched it, watch it again. I watch it from time to time simply to remind me of what I need to do and also to encourage my faith. Those who made this movie, they also have very good books and studies related to this topic. I will post an updated version of my prayer closet, maybe even my garden, on YouTube since I found the way that works best for me. If you do not have a closet to create your war room in, You can find any place that you may like, a corner in a room, a nook, or a porch. Create a way to carry such things like as your your journal, your Bible, your pens, your markers to take with you, or just to keep in a special place. 
It's all up to you. It's yours. I also, I like going out to my garden. I once had chickens, which we created this coop, and it had its yard, and it was all fenced in, even on the top as well. So with the chickens gone, I decided to turn this area into a garden, into like a greenhouse. In the wintertime, when it starts to get cold, I'm just going to put plastic up over it, and I'm going to continue to grow my garden. I put Christmas lights in there for at night, so I can go there and I can enjoy. I love this space, and I love growing things. It's something that I've told you before that my daddy loved to do. He was born to farm, and with his passing this past year, this place and this opportunity has really meant a lot to me. I had became pretty sick recently, like with bronchitis that was brought on by like my allergies, and I still have a little bit of that existing. You can probably hear that in my voice from time to time. So with all that going on, it like lasted for over two weeks, and that delayed the launching of my podcast. I was really feeling tired from being sick, and then I was frustrated and a bit down about it all, having to delay things. But with the extreme heat that we've had lately, I knew that I had to get out and water my garden. I was blessed to see that my plantings were doing so well, and I had so many blooms and other seedlings sprouting up everywhere. And then there was this bird who kept chirping away. I looked up to see this red cardinal sitting on the fence talking to me. I was so surprised. I mean, only once ever have I seen a red cardinal here where I live, where I have lived for like 17 years. And I had heard several sayings. There are several sayings that when you have a loved one that has passed away, that they visit you as a cardinal. And they're rarely seen here, as I said. My dad, he believed in me. And when I was kind of down and out, he was the one I would talk to because I knew he would give me that pep talk. He believed that I could do anything. And this year, it's been the toughest one of my life. And then I don't have my cheerleader anymore here to call and to talk to, to listen to him encourage me like he has. But God knew this. God knew this, guys. And he sent me a cardinal to my garden of all places, to my garden, my place, my healing place, one of them, and the place that I'm always reminded of my dad. What a blessing. What a blessing. What an encouragement. What an encouragement. And I got this all in my garden. And I just could not wait to share it with you. I hope that you have experiences like this too. I pray that you do. And I would love to hear about the ways that you press forward towards overcoming your hardships, the hardships not only of this past year, but any time. What things have helped you? I believe that together we can encourage one another through this and anything. Because remember, please remember, Sometimes we need someone to take our hand and to lead us out of these deep, dark holes in life. I am so glad, so glad that you decided to come 
and spend some more of your time listening to me. I look forward to spending time with you again. And as promised, until next time.